the Lord indeed will revive us. All of us will experience his touch and we will all be revived in Jesus' name. I stand here this morning with a great sense of gratitude to the Lord God Almighty for the privilege to be used of him to declare his mind to us this week. The Lord himself will be speaking to us. The Lord himself will be ministering to us. I also need to be ministered to. I'm sure you were wondering, if not all of you, I'm sure several of us were wondering when Dr. Lawa said, since he returned, we have been relating. I'm sure you were wondering at what level. Uh, that was about 22, 23 years ago. I uh, know where I was that time. He's been a father, and we thank God he's still a father to us. And I think it's a thing of joy to speak of your son in a glowing way. Thank you so much, sir. He doesn't like to be called father. He doesn't want to be a relic, I guess. But he's our father. Mommy Lawa, thank you so much, too. I think I saw you earlier on. Thank you, man. The Lord bless you, man. And I want to thank the Church of God. I followed the event on the net, and I realized that we we're going to wait upon the Lord last week. So I told my wife, and we join our faith with your faith to wait upon the Lord and to seek the face of God in prayer and fasting. And I have a strong belief that God that we have waited upon will touch our lives. The Lord that we have sought his face will indeed speak to us. All the passages we'll be reading, the one we have read this morning, the one we we'll read in the evening and throughout the week, I'm not sure we have not read those passages at one time or the other. So you wonder what is new. But there are two things that the Bible says they are new. In Lamentations chapter 3, verses 23 and 24. The steadfast love of God and his mercies. I'm trusting the Lord that we will have a new experience of his steadfast love and his mercies throughout this week in the name of Jesus. Shall we bow our heads as we pray together? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Oh yes, they are
is that this week you will reveal again the power of your steadfast love the strength of your mercies so that as we experience your steadfast love we will receive favor afresh in the name of Jesus that as your mercies are manifested Lord you will take away every form of condemnation from our lives in the name of Jesus speak to us Lord thank you immortal Savior in Jesus precious name we have prayed Amen the theme the Lord will be speaking to us on throughout this week is in Christ alone in Jesus Christ alone that will be our theme throughout this week by the grace of God we live at a time and in a generation that we are all bombarded by one thing or another we are enticed by powers around us known and unknown to us the powers we are conscious of and the ones we are not even conscious of the power we know of and most especially the ones we are not even aware of we are enticed by this power in a very subtle way in a very cunning way to adopt one or two things to our faith we are enticed by this power to include one or two other things to our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Recently, a sister was sharing with us how as brother-in-law told her that Christians are the most foolish ones. And she said she was disturbed and asked, what do you mean by that? He said, because Christians are the only ones who refuse to be fortified. He said, but there are others who are coming out of that folly who are now getting fortified by other powers. We live at a time and in a generation where people come to church on a Sunday morning and during the week they are elsewhere. We live in a time and in a generation where people carry Bible on Sunday and during the week they are carrying something else. We live at a time and in a generation where people come to pastor for counseling, for prayer. And after prayer time, the question is, pastor, is that all? I don't know how many times people have asked that I pray with them, and after prayer they say, is that all? And I say, yes, that is all. I remember one or two occasions somebody said, you are not going to give me anything. And I said, I'm sorry. I don't have more than prayers. We live at a time that people are now including one power or another even to the name of Jesus in their lives. And this week, God is reassuring us that whatever we need in life, that whatever we want in life, everything that we need for living is in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Titus that the grace of God has appeared and it is not only teaching us to say no to ungodliness, when we move on to the book of Hebrews, he said this same grace is keeping us with every good thing that we need for life. So everything that we need for life is in Christ Jesus. And so this morning I'll be sharing with us the message titled, In Christ Alone We Are Saved. In Christ alone we are saved. We don't need any other power. We don't need any other person. 
We don't need any other group. We don't need any other assistance from any other place. Only in Christ Jesus. The passage that we have read a while ago, Acts of Apostles chapter 4, we saw there how Peter and John were arrested after the Lord had used them to perform a miracle. In chapter 3, the Lord used Paul, Peter rather, and John as they were entering into the temple for prayer at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And we are told that as they were entering, they saw the crippled man who was begging for arms. And Peter said, silver we do not have, gold we do not have, but we have something that is more than silver. We have someone who is greater than gold. In fact, the one who created gold. We have Jesus Christ. And so in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And so this man rose that day, stood on his feet, and the Bible said he was not just walking, but he was also jumping. And that elated almost everybody around, and they wanted to listen to Peter and John. And so Peter used that opportunity, and he shared the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and said, men and women, don't look at us. We are mere human like you. We are just ordinary men, just like you. Don't pay attention to us. Don't focus on us. We rather want you to focus on the one who has done this miracle, the Lord Jesus and so Peter preached that day and we are told thousands of people came to the saving knowledge of Jesus. And you know, Satan doesn't like that. He doesn't like all his praise to be taken away from him. And so he went and instigated the religious leader. And so they went and they arrested Peter and John and said, what is it you are doing? He said, we are only preaching in the name of the one you arrested, the one you crucified the one that was buried, but that the Lord himself raised from the dead. And the Bible said, when they saw the evidence of their ministry, you know, there are times that Satan wants to make life difficult for you. But when he sees the evidence of God's power in your life, he has no option but to back out. When they saw the evidences of their ministry, when they saw that people believed in what they were doing, the Bible said, they came together in a secret place and they conferred. And they said, if we should say this, the people may begin riots. Let's tell them, stop talking about this name, Jesus. And Peter said, how can we talk, stop talking about this name? The name that is above every other name. The name that at its mention, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess. Because there is no other name given under the heaven." by which man can be saved, but the name Jesus. So in Christ alone, we are saved. In Christ alone, we are redeemed. In Christ alone, we are prepared for eternity. In Christ alone, everything that we need in life is guaranteed. They flogged them. Peter was still saying the same thing. We'll keep on talking about this name, Jesus. He said, we are going to give you this last warning. Remember, you slept in the prison overnight. If you try that again, we'll do more than that. Peter said, judge for yourself. Whether we should obey you or we should obey our God. And so they let them go because of the crowd. But the question this morning is, what was that thing that gave Peter that courage? What was that thing that made Peter to make that strong statement? 
What was that thing that made Peter to say, there is no other person that can save. There is no other name by which we can be saved under heaven except the name of Jesus. Let me quickly share four things with us about the salvation offered by God in Christ Jesus, in the person of Jesus and in the name of Jesus. If we are to go into those two things, you know, when Peter said there is no one else, he was talking about the person of Jesus Christ. Then he said there is no other name. You know, Matthew chapter 1 verse 21 said, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And you know, the Bible said that Jesus Christ went to the cross, he was crucified, he was buried, and after he was buried, the Bible said he rose in power in a different personality, a risen Lord, the risen Lord. So when he said there is no other person, he was talking about the personality. The one the Bible said knew no sin. There was no sin in him. Second Corinthians chapter 5. There was no sin in the person of Jesus. There was no blemish in the person of Jesus. There was no contradiction in the person of Jesus. And the Bible says to us in Philippians chapter 2 that that name, at the mention of that name, every name was bow. Those are the two things that Peter put together in verse 12 of our passage. There is no one else, no other person, only one personality. There is no other name, only one name, the name Jesus. Until today, the declaration of Peter subsists. Till tomorrow, the declaration of, Je- of Peter remains the same. It's only in Christ alone that we are saved. No matter what anyone says, no matter what any other person tries to do, only in Christ. And the Lord wants to encourage somebody who probably has been running from pillar to post, seeking for salvation. God wants to tell that person today, only in Christ that you have salvation. Let me quickly share with us four things about the salvation in Christ Jesus. Number one, the the salvation we have in Christ Jesus is a free salvation. It's a free offer. We are paying nothing for it. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 verse 8, Christ died for us. God demonstrated his love in that while we were yet sinner, when we had nothing to offer, when we were poor, physically poor, spiritually poor, every otherwise, we were poor. It was at that point in time that God demonstrated his love when we had nothing to pay. The Bible went on to tell us in, Matthew, in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, he said, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, some, some months or maybe about two years ago, the Lord drew my attention closely to this verse of the Bible, Romans 6:23. And God said, son, do you know that everyone that will go to hell, they will walk to go to hell? I said, God, how is that? He said, look at your Bible very well. Every individual that will go to hell will have walked for it. So I looked at it very well. And God asked me a question. What kind of person do you give salary? I say, a worker. 
So the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Those who will go to hell, they must have worked for it. Then I say, Lord, thank you for this revelation. Those of us that will go to heaven will have done nothing except to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The salvation in Christ Jesus is free. No strings attached. It is free, freely given to us. That does not make it ordinary. That does not make it cheap. You know why? Because Jesus Christ shed his precious blood for your redemption, for my redemption. Number two, the salvation offered in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is once and for all. It is once and for all time. We call it atonement at one moment. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 10 to 14, that Jesus Christ died just once, only once. He did not need to go back to the cross over and over and over and over and over again. He died just once. And the Bible went on to tell us in that Hebrews chapter 10, verses 10 to 14, he said in the old covenant, people have to come over and over again. If I had committed a sin yesterday, I will come to pay for that sin today. Then by evening time, when I commit another sin, I will come back to the priest and pay for that sin that I just committed. If I committed another one, I keep on coming, keep on coming, keep on coming. So as to be saved. But the Bible says, the salvation we have in Jesus Christ is once and for all times. We are saved once and for all. Jesus Christ do not need to go to the cross over and over again. He does not need to continue to offer himself on daily basis, on weekly basis, on monthly basis. If there's any other place where they say there is salvation, there is usually the need for renewal. Amen? When people go elsewhere and seek for salvation, they say you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this, you have to do this. And after a while, they must come back for renewal. But the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verses 10 to 14 says Jesus Christ has done everything. What a mighty God we serve. And what a wonderful salvation we have in Christ Jesus. Number three. Why this man was so sure that there is no other person. There is no other name by which we can be saved. The salvation we have in Jesus is total. It is not a partial salvation. Oh, it is not a first half. Why we continue to wait for second half? It's a total salvation. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 14, Jesus Christ entered into the temple and he requested for the scroll and the scroll of Isaiah was given to him. And the Bible said he opened and he began to read from verse 18. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the good news. And he went on and he went on and he went on to set the captive free, to preach the, the day or the year of the Lord, the acceptance year of the Lord, to do this and to do that. If what we see on television and in Hollywood, if there are anything to go by, then you know that sometimes when people go for one trouble or another, and that trouble is solved, and they return and told the man, but you said this thing, we're not going to say, when you came, you only asked for this one, and that was the one we did. 
Now that you have raised this one now, we will have to offer another sacrifice. But in Christ, the salvation we have is total. It does not only covers our spiritual life. It covers our spirit, our body, and our soul. For my wife and the rest of us that work in insurance, sorry for what I'm about to say. You know, somebody said that the insurance people, when they are putting the policy document together for you, you have to shine your eyes very well. Because they will look for a clause that will make them to be free when trouble comes. And if you are not careful, you just accept the policy document and you say, ah, bravo, the thing has, the deed has been done. He said, don't worry, when the issue comes, they will tell, sir, please read this line. Please read the next line. Uh, actually, we, we are very sorry for your loss. But you see, this, this insurance, this policy only covers this aspect. It was only the headlamp that it covers. It does not cover the windshield. And you begin to ask, where is the headlamp and where is the windshield? The salvation in all other places may cover the headlamp, but does not cover the entire car. But only in Christ Jesus we have a total salvation. And that's why Peter was saying there is no other place where you can get salvation. Because it's only in Christ Jesus that the salvation is total. He declared it himself. I have come to preach the good news. I have come to set the captive free. I have come to give sight to the blind. I have come to to release those who are oppressed. In Christ, not only our souls are saved. In Christ, our spirit man is also delivered. Oh, in Christ Jesus, our bodies are also saved. Only in Christ alone. And finally, I've said that the salvation offered in Christ is free. I've also said it is once and for all times. I've also said this salvation is total. And finally, The salvation we have in Christ is eternal. That salvation is eternal. John chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You and I were adopted. We are engrafted. The only begotten son of God is Jesus Christ. God gave his only begotten son. And he said, whoever believes in him, He's going to have one experience. The experience of eternal life. In Christ, we are not only saved today. Oh, in Christ, we are not only saved yesterday. In Christ, we are saved also tomorrow. In Christ, we are saved yesterday. We are saved today. We are saved eternally. That's one special thing about the salvation that we have in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Eternal life. And this morning, as we prepare to go before the Lord in prayer, you may need to ask yourself, how much of this do I hold on to? It's really a pain in the heart 
that today we ourselves we talk about good Christians, born again Christians, genuine Christian. And I asked myself, where did we come about all those adjectives? Who is a genuine Christian? Who is a good Christian? How can there be a bad little Christ? Isn't that a thing of concern? To start with, those people were not the ones that called themselves Christians. It was as people observed their lives, they said, these ones are little Christ. And that name came to stay. Christians, little Christ. But today, because we see others adopting things they are not supposed to adopt to their faith, we see other, other people holding on to other things apart from Christ. So we say, this one, we are not sure of him, oh. but the genuine one, the real Christian. But you see, sometimes the reason why people do that may not just be because they want to do it. As I said at the beginning, it is because one power somewhere there or somewhere here is leading them to do what they are doing. By the grace of God, this evening we shall be talking about in Christ alone we have victory. In Christ alone we are victorious. We'll talk about how God has given us total victory over all powers around us in Christ alone. But this morning as we come to pray, the question is, are there any inclusions in your life to the name Jesus? Are there any other adoptions? Are there other magical things? Oh, are there any other struggles that you think could help in addition to the name of Jesus? But this morning, God is saying to you, only in Christ we are saved. And you know one thing? It is free. You know one thing? Once and for all. It is total. And it is eternal. Rise. Let us pray together. I want you to just say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for your word that has come out. Lord, thank you. Because in Christ alone, in Christ alone, I am saved. In Christ alone, we are saved. In Christ alone, we are saved. Quickly, I want to give these two, two invitations as we prepare to sing. Just two invitations. You are here this morning. You want to say, Lord, I want to hold on only unto you. Only unto you. Only unto you. I want you to raise your right hand. Only unto you, Lord Jesus. Just raise your right hand and raise it very well. I want you to raise it very well. Say, only unto Jesus. Only in Christ alone I am saved. I don't want to look elsewhere. Thank God for your life. This is the second invitation. You have never at any point in time invited Jesus into your life. You want to say that this morning, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want you to also raise your right hand. Just raise your right hand. And as we do that, I want us to just take the next step of faith. Just walk forward to the pulpit as we sing this song and thereafter we'll be prayed for.